This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Unscripted, uncensored, unradio. This is what we do. CliffCentral.com. This is where we at, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Debahoma Fadi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360Bs. Uh, this is a show that brings you all things business. You are allowed to join in on the discussion. Remember, our studio line is 0861 We're on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is at CliffCentral.com. We're on Facebook. Our Facebook page. It's Cliff Central. We're on WeChat as well. Our WeChat ID is Cliff Central. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my name is at Debohoma40. On Facebook, it's Debohoma40. I mean, we know that the youth unemployment is a serious issue we need to address to ensure social stability, economical health in South Africa with an alarming youth unemployment rate of over 60% making of the total national unemployment rate. It goes without saying that we need to address this problem fast. To tackle this issue, uh, this very important issue, I mean, we have in studio, Ndate Tapelo Maleke. Is it Maleke or is it Malite? Maleke. Maleke, also I'm correct. Yeah, it's Ndate Tapelo Maleke from the Youth Chamber of Commerce and Industries. And later on in the discussion, we're going to be joined by Ntadek Olani Tubeka from the Small Business Development Institute. We've got a young man in studio as well, Mr. Stelom Bonani, who runs Township Entrepreneurs Network. Gentlemen, welcome to 360 on Cliff Central. Thank you very much for having me. Good afternoon uh, to you, Deboho, and your listeners. No, definitely. Uh, well, welcome to you, and well, welcome to all the listeners that have tuned in. We're looking forward to be having you as part of the discussion um, on the show. Uh, maybe before I actually get... Um, to that, do you want to perhaps, gentlemen, introduce yourselves? Uh, we'll start with you, Ndatu Tapelo. Tell us who you are, what is it that you do? Thank you very much, Teboho. Um, I'm Tapelo Maliki. Uh, I hail from the Free State Province, which is the heart of South Africa, the home of uh, Siwelele, as we know it. <laughs> um, I am actually an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, the executive chairman of uh, Malike Group, which, which I started uh, 15 years ago as a more of a started as a consulting business. Okay. And um, I've been in the youth chamber movement from 2000. Uh, up to this date, which is now 15 years as an economic transformation activist. Wow, economic transformation activist. Now, I like that. Um, Stalo? Uh, my name is Galambonani. I'm, I'm from Eastrand, wise man from the East, a young man who believes he's an entrepreneur's advocate. All I do is is run Township Entrepreneurs Network. It's an initiative where we inspire, educate, and connect young entrepreneurs, old entrepreneurs, all from the township because we believe there's buying power in the township. Therefore, the money should also circulate in the township. That's all we do. You know, you know, saying that, uh, Stella, that there's buying power in the township. I mean, I was going through this other study or survey that says 13% of 200, of 200 residents um, surveyed um, in Soweto to run a business from home, and the most common is being a shebin or a bottle store. Um, I mean, in that uh, Malika, you you've been obviously in the space for the longest time. I mean, I've seen as well in the township businesses come and go, but the most common and sustainable one is the shebin 
or the bottle store. Is that the only business that we can do in the township that is sustainable? Well, I believe the brewery or the alcohol business, <clears throat> they make sure that uh, the model is, is, is up to scratch um, to an extent that the, in terms of delivery, I'll make a silly example, Teboho, uh, that you would know that in a street where you have five uh, taverns, mm-hmm. uh, it's very rare that uh, they will all run out of alcohol. But uh, we witnessed something in the country that it was very difficult for us to deliver textbooks at some schools, but alcohol is delivered every day. <laughs> Isn't it that maybe because that is run by the private sector? That's why I'm saying it's a model that we need to learn from so that uh, we replicate that into other industries because surely one would expect that if you have five taverns in one street, four of them in less than a year or two, they should collapse. But uh, then there's a model that is working very well, which we, which we need to learn and uh, replicate into other industries. Is it? Yeah, no, I see that. So now, um, maybe coming back now to business, I mean, how long has the chamber been in existence? The first youth chamber in the country, which is the South African Youth Chamber of Commerce, uh, we, we started it in 2000. And going forward, we have gone through different stages. And uh, because it's an advocacy journey, we were faced with a number of uh, issues to, 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 to deal with to, a, to an extent. You know, starting from your municipal advocacy work where you have to engage the, the council, going to, to the province, in fact, the district, you go to the province, uh, dealing with uh, some of the provincial acts which we found to be problematic. And then we had to also deal with issues at a national level and uh, at national level obviously it will also be costly because we had to travel as far as Cape Town mm. to engage with prov- uh, you know, portfolio committees to try and uh, ensure that we create a conducive environment because a youth chamber movement it is by nature an advocacy body yeah. that works to create business opportunities for youth-owned businesses. And, uh, of course, uh, that's why we even said the more we come together and unite, the better, because we need to strengthen the voice. Advocacy voice must be strengthened so that when we talk, uh, both government and private sector can listen. But if you are coming with a lone voice, I mean, mm. surely uh, nobody listens. It's like a, an individual walking in, the, taking a stroll in a park and interpreting that into a protest. Yeah, but now what progress have you guys made since uh, the inception? We have been able to make a number of, uh, we have milestones that we have achieved from an advocacy point of view. Uh, There are municipalities like Swali that we have been able to influence as a metro that today have got a procurement policy that speaks to a portion that must go to the youth. And Swali, you've influenced very well, eh? We have influenced mm. Swani successfully. But, but you must influence, I mean, um, in, in Gauteng, there's about 12 municipalities. You must influence them all, not Swani only. Yes, no, you know, we started, but charity begins at home. Mm. So because uh, we are headquartered in Swani, we had to make an influence there. And then when you look at a number of other municipalities throughout the country, mm. we have gone there and challenged their, you know, their bylaws, municipal laws, districts and then we said can we see a lot of procurement going to the youth uh, even when you look at uh, provinces mm. i mean today we have uh, the province of Houting that has got uh, uh, this procurement set aside that 
uh, is dedicated to the youth. Mm. And then when you look nationally as well, there are milestones because today we are sitting with what we call the Youth Employment Accord, mm, mm, uh, we, which advocates for set-asides, which advocates for business support, which advocates for access to, to finance. Mm, mm. We, we have the Youth Enterprise uh, Development Strategy as a result of this advocacy. Uh, we, are, we are sitting with a brand new national youth policy in the country, National Youth Policy 2020. And for your information as we speak, we are also leading a process of developing the integrated youth development strategy. Now, that is from an advocacy point of view. Okay. Going to programs, I am happy to inform uh, your listeners that as part of the other programs that we have uh, uh, undertaken, mm. you are one of our uh, proud products of <laughs> one program that we started in 2012 called Future 100. I think I need to inform the listeners that uh, Teboho is not just Teboho Mafodi, he's also a, a, a gold winner, you know, a Future 100 winner. He scooped the gold at the Galaga at a very prestigious event. So those are some of the programs where we have attempted to profile youth entrepreneurs and you are our living testimony to say that indeed you have been through one of our programs. Yeah, no, I, I must definitely say, people have asked to say, I mean, at the end of the day, for you to be regarded one of the future 100 young top entrepreneurs in this country, is that an award that you just get given? Or I was like, no, 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 you work hard for it. It's a vigorous process for one to be one of the future 100 um, young top entrepreneurs um, in this country. And I must say, I mean, I think I've been carrying the title with honor and <laughs> proving myself worthy of being the future 100 top entrepreneurs, I hope. That's correct. In fact, uh, being selected out of uh, 9,000 entries countrywide, mm. because we had to, we did the program with Sowetin and Sunday World. Yeah, I remember and, then. Uh, and, and, and SABC uh, came on board later on, mm. uh, and we were able to attract. We had entries, I mean, uh, from all corners, and some of the winners come from the very deep rural in, in KwaZulu-Natal, mm -hmm. and you were there at the awards. And yes. people, there were ladies from uh, Saldana, they were coming to Houghton for the first time to come and receive, to be honored as, as future 100 winners, because the intention was to say, we need to celebrate youth entrepreneurship so mm -hmm. that big business can have confidence to do business with us. Yeah, I know, it's true. Uh, Mr. Mbonani, how, um, how long has the Township uh, Entrepreneurs Network been in existence? Okay, we, we've been in existence for two years actively running the sessions, running the movement. But before that, we devoted a year to research because we saw it fit that we cannot jump into a space that we are not aware of, that we don't know. We wanted to create very much a very distinctive solution for the township. Uh, and you would have known that the likes of the chambers were, were already there who said the way for us, who have cleared the way for us. So we wanted not to conflict with them. We don't want to do the same thing they did. We wanted to bring a different business uh, thing. And it, it, was, it was actually my next question to say, I mean, we've got Chambers. What is, what, is, what is it that you guys do different that the Chambers is not doing? Yes, Chambers open up opportunities for people. We ready the people for the Chambers, you know. We make sure that the perspective, because it's essential to start a business, not on the idea to put a meal on the table, but to start a business that is economic and commercial, that will contribute to the challenges of South Africa and the entire Africa and the entire world, you know. So it is essential for us as in, as, as, in, as 
turn to ensure that we change and we channel the perspective of a township entrepreneur who have we witnessed that has been hard working all along but has been doing that in a wrong way. So we try to bring around change in that and making sure the perspective is right and they start to bring about better solutions in their business and be able to be economic, get into the mainstream and be big players, tap into other African countries to the entire globe. So but now would you say are you guys training these entrepreneurs or how are you changing their mindset and preparing them for chambers? Well, you know, we saw that our first part of goal is to achieve their change and having them see themselves as well as what we want them to see themselves as, as somebody who's ready to get the opportunity from the chamber. So we have decided that we are not going to do so much training, but we're going to ensure that we feed the mind because until the mind sees in a certain way and does things in a certain way, things in a certain way, mm-hmm. cannot bring global solutions. So at the phase we are in from now until our fifth year, we'll be dealing a lot with seminars that make sure that they transform their mind, they transform their perspective, and they see themselves as part of the greater economy, and they're able to tap and move with us to other different areas of, of South Africa. Okay. So what progress have you made since the inception? You know, since the inception, we've seen a lot of business turning around, you know. We've seen a lot of business changing, you know. And in the past weekend, we've seen a lot of people witnessing and telling us their testimony of how the impact where you were speaking. And this is how we we measure impact, by people taking action on changing their business. So we've seen almost more than 60% of our members changing their attitude, changing the way they think business. Taking charge and making sure they're compliant and they're growing their business into the next level. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm excited to be introducing uh, Mr. Kolani Kubega. Uh, that just walked in. You should have seen this man walked in with swag and class. <laughs> Not only this man represents the voice of business, but I must say he's representing us very well. Mr. Kubega, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? No, good, thanks. Don't be shy, you can come closer. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Kubega, do you want to perhaps um, start by reminding our listeners um, who you are and what is it that you do? Okay. Uh, my name is Tolani Kubega, uh, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of the Small Business Development uh, Institute. It is an institute that focuses in, on enterprise and supplier development with the aim really of reforming and transforming major uh, supply chains in this country, as you would know that uh, without supply chain there is no market. Mm, so mm, we mm. deal with market access and we make sure that those uh, aspirant young people, old people, but who want to get into the mainstream of business. How, how, how long have you been in existence? Well, I started the SBDI way back in 2008. It was a slow start but what then happened in 2011, I was then asked to to serve this nation through going in as CEO of the Black Business Council and starting the Black Business Council. So mm-hmm. I've, I spent three years away f- from the SBDI, as it were, you know, to to a higher calling mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. ensuring that we we have a democratic organization that champions 
you know, the aspirations of our people through the Black Business Council. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and allow me to congratulate you over the weekend. You hosted the second annual curriculum. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And no, thanks for attending and thanks for the support. No, definitely. Um, Mr. Kubega, I mean, um, there's, there's a young man next to you um, who's running the Township um, Entrepreneurs Network. Um, I doubt that uh, uh, I doubt that Mr. Stello, you know what his uh, curriculum is, yes. or oh, what what Mr. Um, uh, Kubega was was hosting. Do you wanna perhaps uh, tell some of our listeners what is a curriculum? Okay, uh, well, look, a colloquium is a conference with a difference. Conference in the first in the in in the fact that it is a high level uh, think tank which is uh, goal-orientated. You will perhaps, with your experience, you have been invited to speak in many conferences and summits. Mm-hmm. Uh, more often than not, those are done just for people to make money. You know, it's the organizers that make money. Whatever the outcomes are, there is no follow-through. Therefore, our, our colloquium really is based on Diagnostic, a diagnostic of a specific uh, situation and coming up with, with, with specific results. And those results then need to be further developed. Uh, so this is really what we call a colloquium. Last year, for instance, it was our inaugural colloquium mm-hmm. where we invited the Minister of Small Business Development as a new ministry to say, if you want to consult broad, broadly, we will put together this colloquium and invite key SMME practitioners. And not last year it wasn't really SMMEs, but SMME practitioners, but people who work and develop strategies and concepts around SMME development to do an analysis and a diagnostic of, of, of the sector as it were. And we're able, therefore, to come up with a diagnostic in terms of what are the key challenges of SMMEs. This year, we then said, given the outcomes last year, how do we then put the necessary policy framework to ensure that we can address that? And I must say, we we were able to do so because we came out with a manifesto or a declaration with specific recommendations to the ministry to say, for us now to address these issues, these are the key issues and, and uh, activities that need to be done to enable us, you know, to to come up with a very robust SMME sector in South Africa. Yeah. So what you're saying, it's, it's quite interesting. Do you want to highlight on some of the things that you guys came up with? Yes. No, no, definitely. The first thing, obviously, that we did, we had to review the National Small Business Act and and, and, and dissected that. You know, and obviously the outcome was that it is very weak. It cannot deliver on the mandate, the current mandate of, of the, 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 the ministry and the department as it were. We therefore proposed through a panel discussion a national SMME policy master plan that would be linked to the, to the NDPs. You, you will recall that in terms of the NDP, the NDP is the national, national development, development plan. plan. Okay. Yeah. You know, which, uh, which 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 says by 2030 uh, we should as South Africa produce at least 11 million jobs hmm. and 90 percent of those jobs would have to come from SMMEs, which hmm. means we must then break away with the past. We must do things differently. We must catapult SMMEs from the periphery 
but to the epicenter of the economy. And for you to achieve that, you really need a master plan. Therefore, as part of the departure point, the recommendation was that the minister must consider, therefore, the development of this national SME policy master plan. Mm-hmm. And that, as a matter of urgency, the minister must then appoint a national SME policy master plan task team okay. to to come up uh, with recommendations around that. So I think we think that's a very, very uh, important step. But also uh, that the ministry and the department must also eliminate red tape, that there should also be uh, a, a policy framework or guide, national guidelines around enterprise and supplier development Mm-mm. and ensure that uh, this also doesn't just focus on on the public sector as is the case but also to integrate both the public and private sector mm. and have these national guidelines again for maximum for maximum impact and also that uh, we must also deal with the, this elephant in the room which is the triple pfa your preferential Yeah, policy framework, which is really always an elephant in the room because it really stifles uh, the growth of business, particularly small business and black-owned business uh, in general. So, therefore, a a, a resolution was taken that it should actually be uh, be repealed, you know, to allow for set-asides to be implemented. You will recall that during the State of the Nation address, the president pronounced on on government's new policy of a thirty percent set aside for SMMEs. Mm. So then, tell me, Mr. Kobeka. I mean, mm. it it sounds it sounds interesting what you're saying, but my worry is that these policies um, that are being put together, or these policies that are being amended, um, who's representing us as young people? Um, I mean, in those committees. Because um, sometimes, you know, it's worrying that the parliamentary, they make all these decisions for us young people and for some of us entrepreneurs, but we don't have the voice of business there. We don't have young people there voicing out our frustrations. So what happens in that instant? Well, I think we take, as SBDI and myself in particular, take uh, youth development and youth participation, I think, in the mainstream economy uh, uh, quite seriously. Mm-hmm. To the fact that, in fact, during the color dinner, uh, the SBDI signed a not even an MOU, but a cooperation agreement with specific outcomes with the Youth Chamber of Commerce and Industry of South Africa, where mm-hmm. we are going to collaborate on a number of uh, fronts, you know, around specific programs and projects aimed, you know, really at at, at catapulting the involvement. Of young people in in the greater economy, and we'll do that in a collaborative uh, manner. Uh, Mr. Maleka is here; he's part of that uh, of that agreement. In fact, it was a historic moment because, in fact, the witnesses to that uh, agreement was the Minister of Small Business as well as the Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee of Small Business Development in Parliament. Yeah. No, I was actually going to come to that. And Dr. Malik, uh, maybe while we're still on that issue, I mean, of, of you've signed an MOU, um, I mean, Friday night at the Galatina with the Small Business um, Development Institute. Um, do you want to perhaps, maybe before we get to that, um, tell us what was the significance of, of this MOU? Thank you very much, uh, Tebo. And let me uh, welcome my mentor, uh, Mr. X. We 
from when you look at the vision of the SBDI, the Small Business Development Institute, it's very clear uh, in terms of it being a center of excellence in mm-hmm. small business development in the country. Now, that vision on its own surely calls us to action. So the significance thereof says, based on various targets that the Institute has and guided by this bold vision, uh, you know, once you use the word excellence, it means you are aiming very high. <laughs> yeah. So we, we couldn't afford not to be a part of such an institute that has put a bar so high. And obviously we are then saying let's influence the statistics in terms of targets to say if we are talking about a thousand sustainable enterprises, we must ensure that this is our duty as the youth chamber to ensure that the majority of those sustainable enterprises that would be beneficiaries of the institute must be young people. And we can't just talk from far. We should come to the institute and say we are challenged by your vision and as a result we want to see the majority of these beneficiaries being young people because indeed the country must focus much on creating sustainable enterprises. So then Mr. Maliki, do you want to perhaps um, highlight one of the, let me say the top three that stood out for you in this in this um, MOU that we need to look forward to? From a research point of view, for instance, we agree that uh, having an institute, one of the things that we will be looking at is to say to the institute, we are a country that does not have, for instance, a small business index. Now, everyone is thumb-sucking when they talk about small business. Uh, a person just walked into a studio of any sta- radio station and says, uh, businesses, small businesses in less than a year, they die. That person has never started a business. Yeah, that is uh, so true, right? Yeah, so from a research point of view, the institute is going to bring in credibility around states in as far as small business is, is concerned. Number two, there's an element of uh, capacity building. Uh, we know that small business is a free for all field. You know, if you can have just access to the funds, especially the sitters, uh, now you get accreditation. Tomorrow people are telling us that they are training young, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, not even youth. Hey, I'm training SMMEs. And then afterwards, those SMMEs are certificated to sit at home. And for us, those are not SMMEs. You might have used what you call an SMME manual, but you have not trained SMMEs. Because SMMEs are not trained. They are capacitated. Because remember, to be an entrepreneur, I don't need a qualification. It's in me. So that's what people miss. So the institute is therefore coming in <laughs> to bring in a yeah. model of capacity building. Yeah. I mean, you know you are an entrepreneur at mm. Tebuho. You can't tell me that uh, you had to get a particular qualification from a particular organization to be an entrepreneur. No. no. So that's where people miss this thing when they talk about SMME training. And I ask them, what are you, tra- what are you talking about? So the institute is, will bring credibility around capacity building element of that. And from a legislation point of view, then we are also saying uh, we see value in ensuring that we are able to influence the legislation, the reform of legislation uh, in as far as uh, Mr. X have alluded in his uh, opening remarks that the, the reform of the legislation is very important. I always say this and I'm going to say it until things changes. Apartheid was legislated. That's why it was successful. So we need to legislate and institutionalize small business development <laughs> so that it becomes successful. And I'm not shy to say that. Yeah. In fact, um, 
I'm just enhance the, the, the point around capacity building. Yeah. Within the SBDI, in fact, we don't use the word capacity building. Mm. We say we want to bridge the capability gap of entrepreneurs, mm. which means we focus on core competencies. Okay. You know, we focus, if as an example, we're in manufacturing, mm. we want to make sure that you are capacitated to meet the industry standards. Mm. At the end of the training, you get certificated so that you can then trade in any country in that specific field. That's really what our strategic f- uh, focus. Unfortunately, most of our government-owned institutions, what they have been doing, you know, they've been doing what they think is capacity building. But more often than not, you know, people are just trained so that the institution can go and report to the portfolio committee. There are 200,000, 400,000 people who have been trained. These are just statistics. But if you you go back, you know, there's no impact. People are still seated and frustrated. So for us, if you get into our program, mm. we link you to a supply chain. Yeah. In other words, there must be offtake agreements. So mm. that is why we then create these symbiotic relations between the SMMEs and large corporations, where large corporations invest their 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 enterprise development spend yeah. in building and bridging that capability gap yeah. of of entrepreneurs as it were. Is it so? So maybe um, um, Mr. Bonani, you are a young entrepreneur. You are a young person. Um, I mean, you've got your own frustrations, and 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 um, the ge- the two gentlemen are speaking about these great things that that um, are going to be taking place. Some of them have been taking place. I mean, um, one of um, the listeners on social media said. President Jacob Zuma, uh, President Jacob Zuma said five million, and the country never got to even half of that visibility study. Please, um, I mean, it says that young people are quite frustrated. There's things that are being said by the government. There's things that are being said by the organisation um, that don't take place. So, sitting here as a young person, um, that representing the voice of young people in business, I mean, how 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 do you feel? What what? No, there were a mixed feeling, but one thing I'm happy that. Such views come from grey hair. Mm. So if our grey hair, which is wisdom, have such, we're surely going to get those doors open quickly with their assistance. It is dear frustration to all young entrepreneurs that trainings that are being offered by the government, trainings that are taking place in South Africa, the developmental institutions that are in South Africa, they're not developing, they're not doing what is needed by entrepreneurs. One of the major complaints that I've almost got each and every time I engage with entrepreneurs was that, you know, Scalo, what we hate is that these institutions of entrepreneurship development are run by employees who've never even once started a business. These guys do not understand the passion that makes a business success more yeah, than the statistics, no, you know. Because business are not made up by what we learn in books, mm. what we learn in textbook, but the passion can can bring about great solutions that will see the business to success. Yeah. So these people have been failing us, they've been failing, and this is why I love Chambers very much, because they advocate and they make sure they fight on our behalf. And as township entrepreneurs, we just bring and create these entrepreneurs with a great perspective, with great solutions, with guys who are willing to commercialize the township concept to ensure that they take part in the greater opportunities. When these doors are open of entrepreneurs and enterprise development, they're able to take that on and be something of great. Because it is essential, uh, Mafodi, to 
to make sure that when people get developed, they develop for something. I mean, it's the same government that always develop people for upholstery mm. and never give them contracts and still give the same old people contracts. And those guys stay with the skills until it's invalid, you know. Yeah. No, what, 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 what you're saying, Mbarani, it's so true. Then I've always said I've got a serious problem. Um, especially with 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 um, some of our politicians and some of uh, our business uh, old businessmen, that there's no transferring of skills uh, from the old generation to the young generation. I mean, Mr. Kluberga, I've got a comment here on social media. They said, Mr. XQ, I beg you, must not talk like a politician. We need a strategy first. May we need uh, and we please need to crystallize the SME policy first. It's messy and it's not assisting any SMEs. These are some of the listeners that are uh, the frustrations they have. Well, I agree. That's why we had a colloquium in the first place. That is why, you know, uh, I, from the beginning, I said to the ministry, for us to depart from the past, we must come up with a national SMME policy master plan that says, in this country, we are taking SMME seriously. Mm. And these are the things that we are going to do. Because if you want change, you must break something. This is the time to break something, to make sure that we have laws that work. Right now, there are many contradictory laws that are trying to address the same thing. Mm, you know, mm, mm, mm. we we have BE, of course, which we support. There's Black Industrialist, then there's SMME development, but all of these things talk to one, to the jockey, and the jockey is the entrepreneur. Mm. Therefore, I agree that we need to break from the past. You know, so and. Unfortunately, I can form policy, but government, in partnership with ourselves as the private sector, as as with labor, with civil society, can contribute to a robust policy environment. And that's exactly what transpired at the, at the policy conference. We partnered with the minister. That's why we're not talking on our own. Yeah. We made sure that the minister is there, the chairperson of the portfolio committee. The entire portfolio committee was also there, the DG, the staff. So mm-hmm. it was a very comprehensive, inclusive process. Yeah. Maybe, um, Dr. Malik, while we're on that issue, we've got, I mean, one of the people on social media, they're asking what what kind of timelines are we looking at before we start seeing real benefits and change from this initiative and the MOU that you've signed um, together? Well, in less than a week, we will have met with the Institute to begin to come up with a, an action plan in terms of how are we going to roll out uh, some of the deliverables that young people are waiting for uh, from the MOU. This should not be a document that gathered dust. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will be an insult to all the people who are there, as including the minister and the, the chairperson, mm-hmm. including uh, uh, you know entrepreneurs themselves. So we owe it to the entrepreneurs. We owe it to, uh, to the township enterprises and everyone to see mm-hmm. Here is an MOU. Now, what comes out of the MOU? So our first discussion will then fine-tune. And as soon as we have finalized the action plan, we will not be shy to come and say, here is the action plan. Mm. Let's all work together. Because all stakeholders will be identified in that action plan. Uh, I mean, we are not going to you know, try and uh, redo some of the, or duplicate some of the processes. Yeah. We are going to draw from existing pieces. For instance, the Youth Employment Accord, 
We should then say, how do we get it implemented? Mm -hmm. The national youth policy, how does it, it find expression in this partnership? And then all, all sorts of other pieces of policies. For instance, when you go to DHS, Department of Human Settlement, there's also a national human settlement youth accord mm. that speaks about a set aside of projects for young people. Now we need to begin to say, how do we actualize that? So I'm saying uh, we, we can safely say after a week after we have met, we should be able to come and say, here is now an action plan and let, let's all, let us get all the stakeholders yeah. working with us because this is a journey, it's not a stroll in a park. Yeah, it's not definitely. But let me just also say that I think also we need to understand that nothing happens overnight. Anything mm. that happens overnight is going to fall off. Therefore, it is important that we understand that this is a long term strategy. Mm. Obviously, in that long term journey, there are, there are um, immediate deliverables. Yeah. But in the long term, I think uh, we will come up with sustainable uh, programs. Yeah, no, definitely. I want to engage you um, um, that it will be but before I do that, let me do this. At iStore, we love Apple stuff, but we're only human. Sometimes we drop our iPhones on the road, face down, and it makes us sad. That's why we came up with iCare Plus, a nifty little product exclusive to iStore. For when stupid things happen to good people with awesome phones, it'll have your beloved iPhone covered for water, screen, and physical damage. So come to iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. 360biz on cliffcentral.com Yes, indeed, it is cliffcentral.com. You're still tuned into 360biz in studio. I've got Mr. Tolani Kuberga, uh, the CEO of the Small Business Development Institute, and I'm sitting with Ndate Sitelo um, Bonani, um, who's the president and the CEO um, of the Township Entrepreneurs Network, and Mr. Tapelo Malika, who's the president of the South African Youth Chamber of Commerce. We're speaking the unemployment um, rate of in the country and the MOU that they've signed on Friday that speaks to small business. I mean, uh, Mr. Tolani, if ever as we continue with the discussion, uh, you're allowed to join in um, on the discussion. Our studio line is 0861-555-189, 0861-555-189. We're on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is at Cliff Central. We're on Facebook as well, Cliff Central. We're on WeChat. Our WeChat ID it's Cliff Central. If ever you want to follow me on social media, it's at Double Homer 40. Mr. Kolani, maybe uh, one of the questions that I want to ask is that what is uh, government involvement and support um, from this partnership uh, between your organization since you've signed an MOU? Is it an MOU that you've just signed with the Southern Youth Chamber of Commerce or maybe there's um, a government, is government involved in that? Well, well, uh, the government is not directly involved, but obviously government has got institutions that are set to do exactly what we're trying to 
to to to achieve. As as the institute, we have an MOU with with CIDA, Small Enterprise Development Agency. Okay. We have a relationship with uh, with CIFA, Small Enterprise Finance Agency. We have a relationship with Itala Development Corporation in in in, in KZN. We have a relationship with Standard Bank that focuses on, 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 on enterprise and supplier development. So in other words, there are existing institutions that we, we would tap, we would tap on mm. that requires and they need significant sustainable programs. Our strategy is, is, is sector centric. Therefore, there are areas we have identified. For instance, uh, on the s- small scale farming, on the, 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 the grocery retail sector, on the textile sector, you know, uh, just to to make an example, just the three, where we already, you know, have strategies around which we want to develop programs mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with SMMEs. Just to give an example, for instance, on the agriculture side, in, in with partners in Velcom, we're working with communities that got their land through restitution, where... We have assisted the communities in dividing their land into 90 uh, 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 pieces of land where every family has got a piece of land and we're helping them in piggery uh, and cattle uh, farming and also using the waste that comes out of that into uh, uh, via biogas into the grid as it were. So we have programs, so we're not just signing this MOU out of uh, uh, of space, but we working with uh, with the pub, uh, the private sector. Yes, we also utilizing resources that are available, you know, uh, for for capacity building and also funding that is targeted at at, at SMEs as mm. it were. Okay. Now the next question is: When can the youth? I mean, get uh, where can the youth get more information and how they can get involved or benefit uh, from some of the partnership and some of the initiatives that you you said to start. Well, they can, I think for me, I always want to say, let's enhance organizations that exist. I can encourage them, you know, uh, to be a part of, of, of the Youth Chamber of Commerce and Industry of South Africa, which are, which are the youth, a, a, a chamber for the youth. They must participate. I think Mr. Maleke here can give them the particulars. Or they can uh, uh, email me directly, which is Olani, which is X-O-L-A-N-I, dot kubera q u b e k a at s b d i dot org dot z a and we can interact with them directly is it um um mr malike um i mean mr kubera has has spoken about uh, some of the partnerships and initiative um that some of the partnerships that he has within government and private sector uh besides the partnership that you have with the s b d i is there any partnerships that you have Yes, uh, the two uh, youth chambers have got um, uh, existing partnerships, which will now be brought into one pot. Okay, the two, the two, the, the two youth chambers. The, the South African Youth Chamber of Commerce and the Youth Chamber of Commerce South Africa. So that measure then okay. means that we are bringing all the contracts into. So, so you guys have actually managed. We are we are finalizing the details. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So what we are saying is that the partnerships come from those two angles. Mm-hmm. Now we will be bringing partnerships into one pot, mm. uh, starting from the NY National Youth Development Agency right into the private sector as well as the, the, the public sector. So um, some of the departments are 
the same suspects in terms of uh, uh, the usual suspects because they are also uh, already partners with the Small Business Development Institute. So there will also be others which uh, will be new into the into the fold. But uh, what is key is that uh, you know uh, when uh, I was in Kenya, uh, they taught me Swahili, and one of the favorite words that I I, I, I took home is Tungane. And when I asked them, well, what is this Tungani? And they said, uh, it means partnership for growth. So mm. for growth to happen, it means we need to bring all these partnerships mm. so, into the one part. So, so now since the partnership or since the major, what are you guys going to be called? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, for now, we have agreed that we, we we will continue with the Youth Chamber of Commerce South Africa. Okay. And then until our discussion when everyone else have been consulted and then we will publicize the details as soon as we have finalized. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, so now how can people get hold of you guys um, to get more information? Uh, currently, what we can do, we can just continue to give them the baseline, uh, which will means that any contact that comes, we are going to merge the databases. It doesn't matter. Okay. So the the biz, the baseline that we, we we can give is the zero eight four. Three five three triple eight five. That baseline, we are also going to ensure that it's it's sustained going forward because mm. it's 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 a baseline that has been uh, there for about fifteen years that we have been using. So we are also going to speak to our partners uh, from the Youth Chamber of Commerce and Industry to say let's sustain this baseline and add other contacts mm-hmm. and then continue to publicize that. And then there are social mm. media platforms and we will create a separate uh, Twitter account that speaks to 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 to, to the mm. one unified. Mm. Can you give me the baseline again? Zero eight four three five three triple eight five. Okay, no, definitely. Um, thanks a lot. Um, that uh, um, Bonani. Uh, what 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 opportunities do you have? There's someone that is listening there that wants to be involved um, in what you're doing as the Township uh, Entrepreneurs Network. Um, how do they get more information about what is it that you guys do? Okay, uh, to get hold of us, we are very, very much active in social media. We are on Twitter, it's 10 underscore business, 10 session rather. And then on, on Facebook, we are Township Entrepreneurs Network. We're also on LinkedIn as Township Entrepreneurs Network. And our email is admin at 10business.co.za. That's where you can get us. And our number is 081 468 081-468-2425. Get in touch with us and let us know what we do. But the next coming thing that we're going to be doing on, on the 28th of November, we'll be doing our next session, which will be taking place in Sakane, mm. where everybody's invited. It's free event, and we'll be bringing in Chris from DSTV Media Sales, the CEO of Media Sales, and we'll be bringing in as our main speaker, and then we'll be bringing a local guy from the township will be sharing his story Ukolani. So that's up for great atmosphere, great impact. You know, we're all about impact and you're definitely gonna not miss out if you come to our session on the next on the twenty eighth. Do diarize that day and send us yeah. your RSVP details. Okay. Uh, Mr. Kubega, there's someone on social media that is asking whether can they get um hold or can they get um, a copy of, of um, the MOU that has been signed between you and the South African um, Youth Chamber so that they're able to familiarize themselves with um, the plans that are coming? Well, what we can do is that through you, uh, we can, what, because we're going to have a workshop uh, that we have agreed, we can 
rather than give them an MOU, which is an official document, but we can then give them almost like a strategic plan that comes okay. out of that. And we assure you that we will give it to you and you can distribute it to whatever way that you would. Mm, okay. No, it's not a problem. Um, I guess uh, they're listening and that we'll be distributing it as soon as we have it. So now maybe a question uh, as we, we are about to wrap up the show between you and Dr. Maleke. Um, are there any learnings from other countries that has um, successfully addressed the youth unemployment program? I mean, Dr. Maleke, you spoke of um, what, what you've been taught um, in terms of the code that, that you've said. But now, are there any learnings that we're taking from other countries that we're going to be implementing in, in the near future in regards to uh, the programs that help to elevate unemployment and um, entrepreneurship? Yes, indeed. Um, annually, there's an interpre- international entrepreneurship conference in Kenya in September which is one of the platforms where we interact with uh, other entrepreneurs from other countries. Uh, best practices are shared, uh, papers, uh, research papers are, are presented, and there's yeah, quite a robust debate about uh, some of the, the, the issues. And that is not only the platform. Uh, in 2005, we also participated in this the GEM uh, Global Entrepreneurship Monitor uh, Youth Survey, which we initiated, by the way, because we were worried that the states that we were fed by the University of Cape Town were speaking to, they were interviewing adults. And even in their inter, even in their introduction, they were saying this is an adult study. Mm. But somewhere in the pages, they are showing graphs of youth, and we had a problem with that. Yeah. That's why we then went to Umsobonvu Youth Fund then, and we said, "Let can you give us money? We want to have a youth-focused survey, which will enable us to interview the young people, so that we don't have that discrepancy where you are told this is an adult survey, yet there are you know components of such. So there's quite and there's also a network that we have with uh, different uh, developing countries you know mm. your uganda uh, your brazil and all that so this network that we keep is where we share as much information as possible there's at the moment a process that we are busy with of ensuring that outside the big you know bricks uh, business uh, gatherings mm. we need to say let's create a network of young entrepreneurs of these BRICS countries so that we see if indeed these BRICS goals do yield results for young entrepreneurs. Because they're not speaking to us, eh? That's they, the they're not speaking to us. Mr. Kumbega? You know, I've just come back from Sweden mm. about a week ago and uh, I was amazed at, 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 at an incubator you know, full of young people. Mm. But I think one of the things that we need to emphasize is that for entrepreneurs to succeed, you need education. Yes. You know, it's very, very fundamental for you That's to true. be able to be innovative. You need education. And one of the propositions I made was that we need to have an exchange program so that we can take our young people to that incubator out in, 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 in Sweden so that we can begin to see what is the impact on innovation. You know, because some of those products that come out of the, that uh, incubator are already being exported, yes, you know, throughout, through, you know, throughout the world. So that was a good, good example. But also, if one takes Malaysia, you know, as an example, they've implemented quite successfully this national SME policy master plan because they had a problem, mm. you know. And now their master plan have said 
they've identified what are the high impact programs mm. uh, that they need to focus on, which sector that they need to focus on, what type of funding is ring fenced, mm. you know, for that, what type of opportunities are ring fenced, and then they have measure a measurement and evaluation process mm. that goes uh, uh, with it, you know, as it were. So there are many examples that we can make. Mm. Part of what we're going to be doing, we're going to be do to to have. You know, conversations because we need to have roundtables. You know, we need to have ongoing yeah. conversations. On Sunday, for instance, I'm going to address the youth mm. out in out in uh, in Kwamashu. I'm not Kwamashu, but Kwatema mm. in 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 Springs, where the youth they have invited me. So mm. we need to be invited. We need to have this conversation. Yeah. Our people are hungry. Of their vote ideas, but they are hungry of access to information, access to people like ourselves mm. who can give them hope, who can give them direction, and we are available. Yeah, uh, you 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 need to go there. You termites your neighbor. Yes, and yes. you need to have Mr. Kubega as well addressing young people. Yes, definitely. Can I just down. be controversial a bit? Mm. I I agree with the issue of education, but it should not deter anyone from starting a business because for instance when you look at the global entrepreneurship uh, monitor report mm-hmm. uh, it speaks precisely about education and when you look at countries like Russia yeah. which have got a you know a educated people mm. their entrepreneurship levels are very low and even in the country we have evidence of people who are learned they can't start a business that one will, will, will definitely come back to we, we, we don't have time for Stredo, Mr. Kubera is coming back from Germany Utapelo is, is coming back from Kenya where are you from? <laughs> we're still going there we, we, we're going there we, we, we're definitely going yeah, there we're scaling our initiative and yeah. we want to get to the likes of Nigeria, yeah. Tanzania to do some studies next year because we believe these countries have a story and a lesson yeah. for especially us as South African yeah. in business. No, definitely. No, thanks a lot, gentlemen, uh, for, for joining us uh, on the show. It was quite been insightful um, having you on the discussion. No, definitely. Thanks for this platform. I appreciate it. Yes, and please, gentlemen, um, all of you, whenever you guys have opportunities for young people, Mm -hmm. let us know as Cliff Central. We'll definitely want to spread the word out there and try to get more entrepreneurs involved and active in the initiatives that you're doing. So, Mr. Kubera, since you know that we always close off the show in style, uh, words of inspiration, 30 seconds to someone that's listening. All I can say is that there is hope here. There are a lot of opportunities in this country. People need to rise and seek for information. We are there to assist. No, definitely. Uh, Mr. Stella? It is essential for one to know themselves, recognize yourself, then start believing and making a decision, then act until something happens. Act until something happens. Prevention is better than cure. Let's prevent a youth uprising and give more business opportunities to the youth. No, definitely. No, guys, thanks a lot. It was quite beautiful that Thank you. Uh, what you've said. Uh, I mean, what am I saying in closing? It takes wisdom to make the right decision. Wisdom comes through knowledge. Knowledge comes through self-growth and personal mastery. Young people are not sitting. They're doing something for themselves. Entrepreneurs are standing up. They've made the decision to actually start that business to share we shall not be sitting and be consumers of of I mean, uh, we shall not be uh, consumers of everything, but we shall be producers of something. If other people are doing it with their lives, what are you doing with yours? I mean, this is all we had for you on 360 Bs on Cliff Central. 
uh, to catch us again next time for another exciting show when we're having another businessman or other businessmen having another interesting uh, discussion and interesting insight. Adios. I'm out. This is cliffcentral.com.